Hello Kryptonauts and welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat. On today's episode we're going to talk about the top 10 daily stats as well as your crypto news of the day hosted by Jake Jabarelli. In five, four, three. Hello, Cryptonauts, and welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat. I am Jake Jabarelli, just doing it solo today. Mike and John are out. Let's get right into CoinGecko's list of top 10 coins. As you can see here on the screen, Bitcoin at the top. Everything's pretty much down this week. It's unfortunate a little bit, but uh, everything's kind of rebound, so don't worry about it. Bitcoin in number one position with $45,954, a seven-day loss of almost 6%, and a coin market cap, pardon me, not coin market cap, just market cap, market cap of $864 billion. You can see there on the right, those who are watching, the drop. Ethereum in second place at $384, pardon me, $3,486. With an 8% loss over the last seven days and a 409, almost $410 billion market cap. Cardano rocking the third position as it has been for a very, very long time at $2.42. 7 day loss of almost double that of Ethereum at 15.5% and a market cap of $77.5 billion. Tether is in the uh, fourth position, but it is a stable coin, so it doesn't really move very much, although it does have a 7 day gain of 0.4%, but that's Understandable when there's heavy trade going on. Close to 70 billion is currently at 69 billion dollar market cap. Binance Coin is at 407, a 16.8% loss. <coughs> Pardon me. <coughs> and a market cap of 63 billion dollars. Solana making gains at unbelievable rates. One of the few that's actually going up. <coughs> Current value at 211 dollars. It's overtaken XRP. To move into sixth place, 90% seven-day gain. That's where all the money's going, if you wanted to know. Bitcoin, Ethereum, Cardano, Tether, all the money's going into Solana. $61.8 billion. And it is probably going to overtake Binance Coin very soon. It's all those NFTs. It's all those NFTs. That's the key here. So Ripple, seven, position seven at $1.10. A seven-day loss of 11% and a market cap of about $51 billion. Dogecoin in position 8 at 0.252 cents or roughly a quarter. Uh, a loss, seven-day loss of about 14% and a market cap of $33 billion. USD coin, which was yesterday or the last time we did this in position 10, has moved up a little bit because it's a market cap. It's still at a dollar as expected. It's in position 8 and a market cap of $28.7 billion. And then in 10th place right now, Polkadot at $27.29 and a market cap of just underneath USD coin. Like I said, they're battling it out for 10th, 9th, 10th place there at $28 billion. If you haven't already, make sure to grab your... Oh, it's not going to show it to me because so I'm not logged in, but make sure to grab your candies. Your CoinGecko candies, if you get those candies, you can... Uh, Always, you know, buy other things through CoinGecko. They have NFTs for sale. They have discounts. Uh, there's even free stuff. Well, effectively free when you're using your coins, your candies, rather. And the current market cap, which has dropped down 1% in the last 24 hours, is at $2.176 trillion. 
on to the news. So, first news of the day by Andrew Hayward. Steve Harvey is the new face of Solana's NFT boom. Boom, sorry. Solana has been one of the hottest cryptocurrencies of late, rapidly rising in value from a price of $37 one month ago to an all-time high of $197 today. That was before my reading, at least. According to CoinGecko, rising network activity is credited for the swing, and now even comedian and television host Steve Harvey is getting into the Solana summer NFT hype. Today, Harvey changed his Twitter profile picture to that of an NFT from the Solana Monkey Business Collection, a set of 5,000 randomly generated images of cartoonish, pixelated monkeys. Sound familiar? Like the Bored Ape Yacht Club? Yeah. Anyways, an NFT serves as a deed of ownership for nearly any kind of digital item, and profile pictures, collections like CryptoPunks and Bored Ape Yacht Club are immensely high demand as of late. Both CryptoPunks and Bored Apes are based on Ethereum, by far the most active platform of NFT collectibles. In August alone, lending platform OpenSea registered more than $3.4 billion worth of NFT trading volume on Ethereum, and the vast majority of top trading NFT projects like uh, live on the blockchain network. Solana is starting to put up a fight, however, the so-called Ethereum killer is more efficient, a more energy-efficient blockchain network than Ethereum at present, and it's capable of handling a much larger volume of transactions with fewer fees. Just a few weeks ago, NFTs on Solana weren't even part of the conversation among collectors. They're finding uh, avid buyers and driving demand on this rising platform. Solana Monkey business, <laughs> funny isn't it, is one of the latest NFT collections to find an audience on Solana following recent drops like Degenerate Ape Academy and Aurori. Both of these of those collections have been credited with boosting activity on the platform and their respective drops also coincided with a rise in the price of Solana's Sol coin in recent weeks. According to data from Solanasis, <laughs> so an analysis of Solana, NFT collectibles on Solana have generated some $94 million worth of trading volume over the last week. Solana Monkey Business has also has a seven-day volume mark of $6.2 million as of this writing, placing it third on the list behind the aforementioned projects. Rapper and YouTube star KSI also changed the avatar of his crypto-centric Twitter account to that of a Solana Monkey Business NFT today as well. Harvey did not tweet about the decision to change his profile picture to a Solana Monkey Business NFT. Decrypt has reached out to the representative for the comedian and will update the story if we hear back. So, um, my commentary on this is it's just putting a celebrity face on this. And, of course, that's going to help. It's going to help a lot. I'm sure they paid him a good chunk of change. Or maybe they didn't pay him anything. They just said, hey, you go get some coin. But, uh, yeah, it's a great way to pr uh, promote... Uh, I wish I had someone here to bounce this idea off of, because I'm sure John, Blockchain John would have something to say. Let's move on to the next news here. From Jeff Benson, Bitcoin-hungry Ukraine moves to legalize cryptocurrency. The Ukraine parliament today voted to make cryptocurrency legal within the country and allow crypto exchanges to officially operate in the country. Cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin, have heretofore been in a legal gray area in Ukraine, the seventh most populous country in Europe. Nonetheless, 
blockchain data from chain, anal chain analysis ranked Ukrainians the top adopters of cryptocurrency in the world as of September 2020. If the bill indeed is signed into law, banks will be free to take on crypto company accounts, while citizens who own will have legal protections in case theft. This is kind of something that the U.S. has been talking about, too. We'll see. It's legal here, but it's under scrutiny. The Ministry of Digital Transformation, created in 2019 to improve digital literacy and online access, drafted the legislation and will be responsible for implementing the law, which is expected to go into effect this fall after the tax code is amended and the president signs the legislation. Ukraine's nominal GDP isn't proportional to its population, ranking 23rd of 46 countries, according to a 2019 report from the International Monetary Fund. The ministry would like to drive that number up by attracting crypto businesses. In particular, the adoption of specialized legislation is going to stimulate the attraction of foreign exchanges to the Ukraine market, said Deputy Minister Oleksandr Bornikov in a press release shared with Decrypt. It will become a powerful incentive for further development of the, of the crypto sphere in Ukraine. That's especially important in Eastern Europe, where crypto adoption is high, if not, strictly speaking, always legal or regulated. In its report, Genalysis noted high degrees of corruption and asset seizure in Ukraine, as well as falling trust in banks. Citizens have turned to cryptocurrency to protect their assets, sending roughly $8.2 in crypto last year. Regulated exchanges and crypto businesses could drive that number upward. The Ministry of Digital Transformation has been active on the crypto front for months. In January, it forged an agreement with the Stellar Development Foundation to develop a central bank digital currency, uh, virtu a virtual version of Hirvania, which is the National Bank of Ukraine began researching four years ago. As part of the agreement, which the ministry pitched as a way to make the country more competitive in Eastern Europe market, Stellar would help to in developing regulations and cryptocurrency infrastructure. I think this is a great boon. I'm so grateful that uh, another country is getting on board with uh, legalizing cryptocurrency and making it kind of, you know, just a norm. Um, it will boost, obviously, cryptocurrency as a whole. It will boost the economy, and it will hopefully, at least this is the expectation from other countries I've seen, like Venezuela and Greece, um, stabilize, give them a more stable coin, since it's no longer based on their economy. This is a very good thing, I, I believe, for um, Ukraine. So here we go with uh, everybody's favorite uh, venture capitalist, Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban urges Coinbase to, quote, go on the offensive, end quote, against as the SEC. I think he's crazy, but we'll see what he has to say here. This is by um, Jeff Benson as well. Mark Cuban's Dallas Mavericks had a middling offense last season. That doesn't mean he's a believer in standing pat on the and playing defense. The billionaire entrepreneur and crypto investor today urged cryptocurrency exchange Coinbase to, quote, go on the offensive, end quote, against the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission after the agency alleged, allegedly threatened to sue it over Coinbase's forthcoming Lend program. Quote, Brian, this is regulation via litigation, end quote. Cuban tweeted to Coinbase CEO founder and founder Brian Armstrong. Quote, they aren't capable of working through this themselves and are afraid of making mistakes in doing so. They, they, they leave it to the lawyers, just the people you don't want impacting the new technologies. You have to go on the offensive, end quote. 
In an email follow-up, Decrypt asked Cuban for specifics on how Coinbase should go on the defensive, but Cuban said it's up to them. He's just pushing the, the situation, I have a feeling. In Coinbase's telling, the company has been taking a more collaborative approach meeting meeting with regulators for half a year in an attempt to get its Lend product approved, only to be stonewalled by an agency that will rule on the legality of the product but not share the reasoning behind its ruling. Coinbase Lend, which was, the first, which was first announced in June but has yet to launch, is a product that promises USDC, or the stablecoin of Coinbase holders, on Coinbase 4% returns on their savings. The exchange plans to expand the program to other currencies. It's akin to the products from BlockFi and Celsius, which offer high interest yields on certain cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin and Ethereum. Just because BlockFi does it, having taken a more aggressive approach than Coinbase, doesn't mean yield products are legally in the clear. Preston Byrne, a prominent lawyer in the crypto space, argued in a tweet that that products offering a yield are securities under U.S. law, though he also argues that the U.S. should change its rules around such peer-to-peer lending platforms. Several security regulators agree. BlockFi has received cease and desist or show cause letters from five states over a BlockFi interest account. Accounts. According to Coinbase Chief Legal Officer Paul Gruel, the SEC issued the company a well with a Wells notice informing the exchange that the commission planned to sue. That's counterproductive, wrote Gruel. For, quote, formal guidance from the SEC about how they intend to apply Howey and Rev's tests to products like Lend would be a big help to regulating our industry in a responsible way. Instead, last week's Wells notice tells us that the SEC would rather skip those basic regulatory steps and go right to litigation, end quote. But Cuban suggests that taking it to court may behoove Coinbase and other crypto actors who have long complained that the industry should be more proactive about explaining its decision-making, a point that the SEC Commissioner Hester Pierce has also made. Cuban has a history with the SEC. In 2013, he won an insider trading case against the agency, uh, against him by the agency. Cuban refused to settle as most subjects of SEC enforcement actions do. Instead of opting to go to trial and spending $12 million before, an, before being exonerated by a jury, Mark Steinberg, a law professor at Southern Methodist University and former SEC enforcement attorney who testified on Cuban's behalf, argued that the agency relied on stretching or ignoring legal precedent in an attempt to bully Cuban into submission. Coinbase, the biggest cryptocurrency exchange in the U.S., has the resources to fight the SEC, and Armstrong concluded in a tweet that that's possible, but he'd rather not take it there. America could really use all us working together to figure this out right now, he wrote. Sure, but that's not how this game is traditionally played. So it seems like the SEC is trying to strong-arm um, companies into just going their way, Mark Cuban. And I'm kind of grateful now that I've seen how this article went, and I kind of knew about you know Cuban's uh, previous uh, activities, that uh, it would be good to fight the long, the not the long game, but the wrong game. I'm going to call it, uh, rather than just bowing to the, uh, you know, basically, Securities and Exchange Commission's, you know, uh, a supposed rule, which they're wrong about, in my opinion. Um, they're going to. Uh, he's hoping to encourage the fight, and I, I agree. 
I agree with Mr. Kuman on this case. So, uh, from Jeff John Roberts, Robinhood adds recurring daily crypto purchases starting at dollars. It's more of an ad, and um, I think I'll just kind of make note of the in brief here. Robinhood will let customers make weekly and even daily purchases, recurring purchases, a little dollar. The offering prop provides a way for customers to buy crypto gradually and hedge against volatility. So, yeah, this is just an ad for Robinhood. I'm interested in Robinhood. I'm glad that they made it. Obviously, they have the largest Doge account out there, so it's good a lot of people have Doge through Robinhood. So, Scott uh, Cipollina has in the next article, Controversial Bitcoin mining facility applies for fresh new New York license. Pardon me, New York license. Uh, for a while, their crypt, uh, cryptocurrency wasn't really illegal, <laughs> rather, in uh, New York, so it looks like someone's trying to do this. Documents seen by Decrypt show that Greenage, Greenage, or Greenage Generation is applying for a renewal of its Title V permit with the Department of Environmental Conservation, DEC, in New York. The company's Dresden facility, which mines approximately four Bitcoin per day, obtained its last Title V, or Title V, permit in 2016. Since then, Greenwich Generation has become mired in environmental controversy, as critics claim the facility's cryptocurrency mining activity undermines New York State's climate goals and harms the surrounding environment. It's not environmentally friendly, Manny DeRoche, deputy managing attorney at Earth Justice, told Decrypt earlier this year. Abi Budington, a Dresden resident, said the facility's activity has warmed the nearby Huka outlet. When you dip your hand in the water, it feels unnaturally warm, she told Decrypt. Well, what's at stake? If Greenwich Title V permit is not renewed by the DEC, the company will no longer be able to mine Bitcoin in its resident facility. Without the permit, the company would no longer be able to generate $180,000 in Bitcoin mined. But Greenwich critics have other worries. On March 25th, Greenwich submitted a package of documents in support of, the, of its application to renew the Title V permit the month, this month to the DEC. The package contained a letter, which was seen by Decrypt, that specified the legal maximum emissions the facility could legally produce. Under its permission, the Dresden facility can emit up to 640,000 tons of carbon dioxide equivalents per year. That amounts to approximately 708 million pounds of burned coal, or 116,000 homes, average electricity consumption in a year, or 1.6 billion miles driven by a passenger vehicle. In any case, it's a lot. Despite the environmental damage the Bitcoin mining cause, individual... Uh, can cause individuals close to the matter, like uh, DeRoche say, these permits are renewed as business as usual. Earlier this year, the New York Assembly failed to pass a bill that would have given a temporary halt on permits being granted to Bitcoin mining facilities over environmental concerns. Greenwich Bitcoin Mining Future. The Greenwich, or Greenwich is in talks with a merger with support.com subject to shareholder approval, of course. This merger is an important step for Greenage as we will build up our existing integrated and proven platform for Bitcoin mining and generation of lower carbon affordable power, said Greenage CEO Jeff Kurt earlier this year. According to support.com CEO Lance Rosenzweig, the merger will build upon Greenage Greenwich's successful business by providing them additional cash funding and a public currency to fund growth plans. In any case, it's kind of just their little plug. They're trying to say they're trying to do better. And of course, well, 
as a miner myself, I am aware that <laughs> whatever is in the interest of the mine or the mining facility is really the key here. So, uh, yeah, I get that there are complaints. Um, Bitcoin is very, very costly to mine. Um, and as they said, they're only making four Bitcoin a day, which current uh, current prices is about 200 grand, or they said 180 grand. That's a good chunk of change. I'm sure they're spending a lot of electricity. Um, I know I do. But uh, so that's all the news. I don't have anyone to bounce these ideas off of them. So I'm sorry if you uh, were looking for a different opinion. Um, but if you could or would like to, you can always come check out Club C3 uh, every Friday night. I'm not sure if we're still doing it, but we definitely have a new program coming up. Actually, we just had it on this last Sunday, and we'll be doing it every other Sunday. So on the 15th and oh, so the 15th, the 18th, sorry, and then basically every other Sunday after that is the Crypto Chill and Chat. If you want to come and talk, listen, learn, just you know, hang out. Um, you can come to Krypton Chill and Chat. It's always 3 o'clock Sunday afternoon every other Sunday. So not this coming Sunday, but the following. Not the, not the 12th. Um, but uh, So check us out at uh, our C3 Media uh, Discord channel. You can check us out on, on YouTube, as you probably maybe even watching this. Obviously on Anchor and anywhere um, you can get podcasts from, for the most part. The Anchor has all kinds of locations. We have uh, our Twitter account. We have a Twitch account. Uh, so yeah, come check us out. Obviously, uh, Club C3, and uh, get some airdrops. Uh, check out Dynamo Coin. It's a big thing that's coming up. Uh, other than that, I don't have a lot more to say because I don't have any co-hosts tonight. So uh, just stack sets and hodl, and I'll see y'all later. Adios. <laughs>